I swear to God, if you can even hear, if you can even hear the traffic going by outside of my window through this freaking microphone, we're going to have problems. Okay, and I don't want to have problems on the podcast. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Clink's Coaster. This is episode 15. It's been a minute, my friends. I hope everyone is thriving. Um, if you don't, if you don't remember the explanation of this podcast, let me just do that one more time really quick for you. Enjoy the unpredictable ride inside of Clink's mind, a wide range of interviews, comedy, deep things about life and complete ridiculousness. And you know what? I don't really know. It's a ride each time. So put your seatbelt on. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our, get into our seats here. Put that seatbelt on and let's go for a ride. Uh, just got a bunch of random talking points. It's been a minute. Had the desire, the growing desire to just get an episode out, tell some stories, get some, give some life updates, talk to, talk to the fucking three of you that are going to listen to this. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's a few more than that, but not many. Um, but, the, but guys, just to put some encouragement out there, creating without any major expectations and not overthinking it is is where the sweet spot is, you know? It's fun. And that's why I wanted to do an episode. Let's dive right in. Uh I hope everyone's been good. I feel like I've been really busy the last few months, been traveling a lot, I've had a lot of weddings, seen a lot of people lock in that love. Oh yes. We love it. Um I dressed up as Jenny likes when I go shrimping. She likes when I rub my hands up on her butt cheeks. <laughs> Y'all know I like to impersonate Forrest Gump. My mom actually gave me the idea to wear Forrest Gump as a Halloween costume because she knows I like to impersonate him, especially when I've been drinking. I like to say dumb shit. Sometimes I get butt-ass, wet-ass, naked, go skinny-dipping in the water fountain. You know what one of my favorite lines from Forrest Gump is? Is when he goes, well, Lieutenant Dan goes, Forrest, have you found God yet? He perks up and he goes, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him. (laughs) Dude, he took it so literally that he thought he was supposed to be physically looking for Jesus Christ. Lord, have mercy. Shit kills me. Another favorite line from Forrest Gump. He's opening the mailbox and he goes, Lieutenant Diane invested in some kind of fruit company. Now we don't have to work mo- no more. I said, that's good. <laughs> Apple computers, guys. It was an Apple computers logo and he thought it was an Apple company. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, so I have a bunch of random talking points. Let's jump in the first one. Life updates. Uh, For the few of you who know, I've been working in social work for about a year now at an organization called Thresholds. Fantastic organization. Um, For coming into this without having a mental, it's a mental health agency, so they serve, they provide housing and counseling and tons of resources to people battling mental illness and dealing with mental illness in the community. And um, 
I was an employment specialist, so I had like 20 people on my caseload and I built relationships with them and helped them develop professionally, connect them to job opportunities. It, it was a it was a beautiful, challenging and amazing job. I had it for about a year, but I recently left uh, moving into software sales for a company called Veritone. And I'm going to be selling artificial intelligence software solutions within the media and entertainment industry. And I'm pumped about it. Uh, it's exciting. Um, main reasons I left my current job, which are the same honest reasons that I told my employer who was super understanding and it's amazing to leave on good terms and they wanted honest feedback and, you know, things change. Uh, one, too much administrative paperwork in my position, not sustainable for me. Two, I wasn't interested in the growth opportunities within the organization. And three, uh, earning potential. Social work doesn't pay enough and it's a ding. It's so unfortunate, you guys, that we don't compensate better in some really important needed industries. Like it's, it's kind of like teachers. They're shaping the minds of our youth, yet teachers don't – we all know that's just known to not pay much, but it's, it's such an important and necessary and needed, honorable field of work, yet – you uh you don't get you don't get rewarded compensation wise so it's sad but uh yeah those are the main reasons i left my current job uh it's hard to leave i learned and grew a ton in my social work job and i will take that with me forever and wherever i go and um yeah there's so there's so many takeaways man i you know i'm a i'm a privileged fortunate white kid from the suburbs of st louis and a lot of the the demographic I was working with were, you know, challenge, challenging youth, you know, youth from rough, tough childhoods and backgrounds. On top of that, they've been diagnosed with some type of mental illness. And I tell you what, learning how to develop um, common ground and relationships and from an interpersonal standpoint with uh, people who are come from a completely different and opposite background than me was an amazing and beautiful thing, really. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be selling software soon. I'm pumped about it. Uh, yeah, what else we got going on? I have a bunch of talking points on here. Um, I have a random, I, I write random things down that come to my mind um, as talking points, and that's kind of how I've been doing this thing. I put one of my biggest fears is having to suppress my true authentic self and my self-expression for any reason. I feel like that comes up a lot in the professional world and professionalism. Uh, when you have to feel like you have to maintain some level of professional identity when you are working as an adult. So that might be the reason why you uh, suppress your true self or wear a professional mask or don't create and express yourself, you know, whatever art, whether that's making podcasts, making comedy videos, you know, some of the things that I do. Um, and that's just something I always think about, you know what I mean? I, uh, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's a way to maintain and stay intact with your true authentic self. You know, when you are working in a professional environment, it's just like, there's just a dial of appropriateness 
and professionalism that you kind of have to adjust based off a social setting. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean you have to, I mean, I will never be able to just suppress the self-expression and not be who I am and embrace that. You know what I mean? I don't know what the heck that was. That was a talking point. Um, what else do we got going on over here? One of my biggest personal struggles. Oh, ready for this? Feeling rather intellectually unstimulated most of the time. I crave depth in conversations. I need substance for conversations. I don't need it all the time, but most of the time I crave a conversation and connecting with people in deep ways. So when you go about the day-to-day and get into, you know, when you're working during the week, it feels like, you know, that's the thing I'm craving and missing uh, on a day-to-day basis sometimes is like, you know, you're just having surface level conversations with, uh, you know, whoever, whoever you're working with or interacting with on a day-to-day basis, just cause there's not time to, to dive in and get deep about things depending on what's happening. But maybe that's relatable to some, some people, you know, not everyone likes to, uh, or enjoys a high frequency of deep, conversations like I love talking about deep stuff I mean that's half the reason I want to do this podcast but yeah I think that'll be relatable to some people you know feeling like they're far in between like I'll have a deep conversation on the phone or with a friend over the weekend and then it's like I don't get a fix for that level of depth you know it's far in between just because you know you know you don't get that all the time you know I wish I got more of it, more frequently, more regularly. It fuels my soul. You know what I'm saying? All right, moving on here. What else do we got? A moment of gratitude for being lucky enough to str- Oh, okay. So you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Uh, I think that's psychological stuff, if I'm not mistaken. At the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-actualization which is defined as the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentialities, especially considered as a drive or need present in everyone. Let's have a moment of gratitude for most people listening to this podcast. Uh, all your all your survival needs and your basic psychological necessities are taken care of so that what I'm struggling with always is trying to live to my potential, right? That's what self-actualization is defined as to some degree is are my fulfilling and living up to my potentials based off my unique talents and gifts and desires in this life. And I had to catch myself. I kept, I have to continue to catch myself all the time to um, remember that my problems are, for the most part, inconveniences and never invalidate your experiences or your own problems because everyone everyone's problems are relative, which is why social comparison makes zero fucking sense whatsoever. What's the quote? Comp- the comparison is the thief, thief of all joy. That's a quote by someone. You have to use logic 
to, to avoid and prevent and catch yourself when you fall into social comparison. Because most 90% of the time, we're comparing ourselves to other people based off an illusion and an untruthful idea of what we think someone's life is better than ours or they're in a better place. It's all relative, guys. We, it's not even worth the time to compare, you know? But I, had to, I have to catch myself all the time and remind myself, one, to be grateful for what I have right now. And once you realize that you know, you don't, it doesn't actually make any sense to compare yourself to someone else because everyone has has their own struggles and problems and it's all relative to their own life. You know, it makes you grateful for your own and then you can kind of live without that negative effect of comparison. And that's something I think I work hard to not fall into. And I think having good perspective keeps you from falling into those comparison traps in a very comparative world that we live in um but yeah we're lucky we're lucky if we're at the top of maslow's hierarchy of needs are we not we are so lucky if our struggle is how to continue to upgrade and live up to our potential and live our best lives and that is like it no matter how much money it's like everyone someone who has it all in life right or it seems appears to right no one escapes the inevitable bad days, right? Today, it's Friday. What time is it? It's 8.30 p.m. Friday, October 29th. Dude, in the matter of this one day, woke up, felt great, and then the afternoon I was just ambushed by a unbelievable amount of anxiety that I wasn't able to Nothing really caused it. And the point I'm trying to make here is just lean into the bad days. I realize everyone has shit ass days and bad days. And I think there's beauty in that, man. Not on some hippie shit, but on some hippie shit. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think uh, you, uh, you need to embrace and go through those hard times. I'm the biggest fan. I've said this before on podcasts. I'm the biggest fan of uh, facing yourself. Because um, we tend to distract ourselves from negative emotions. If you feel angry or sad or depressed or whatever, like it's easy to just busy yourself out of it. But sometimes I literally have weekends where like I anticipate it. So I'm like, oh, I'm due for a bad day. I've been feeling really good for a long time. And then I just, and then it's like, usually on like a low key day, it's like a Saturday and I have no plans and I just wake up and I just feel empty and like, it's just sad for no fucking reason. But I, I mean, when I'm in it, I'm like, yes, bring it the fuck on. I am going to bask in my anxiety and sadness, even though I can't place or trace a source to why I feel the way I feel. Sometimes there's not answers, but it always lifts. It's like the weather. It comes and it goes, baby. <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to talk in like a whisper voice, like one of those, like a yoga instructor. Anyway, um, cool. We are at like 16 minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this episode rather short, just because I don't know. I kind of I kind of like keeping these around like 20 minutes or something. But uh, okay, so 
Another thing I was thinking about, there's a book called The Power of Now. It's a popular self-development book. I It was sitting on my nightstand forever. I read like two chapters of it and then never... I just don't. I tell myself I'm going to read. That's why I do audiobooks. But anyway, The Power of Now is a popular book. And I remember reading in it, it was talking about doing activities and things in life that bring you a sense of presence where you feel present when you're doing them. I feel like we all have things in our lives that bring us an enormous amount of presence. Also would be known or talked about as like getting into a flow state. Like when I'm creating something like a sketch comedy video, or I'm editing a video or I'm in a deep conversation with a friend or family member or something like that. I'm just trying to like, I just wanted to bring this up on the podcast, assess and analyze your life and think about the things that bring you into a flow state and bring you a sense of presence and how we should strive to fill our lives with more of those things. Because nothing makes me happier when I'm doing an activity or something that it's so, I'm so invested in the moment that I forget about my cell phone because that addicting dopamine pacifier thing that we all check every fucking three seconds and we create all these neurological habits of needing the dopamine hit from the cell phone, super, super real. But man, is it a beautiful thing when you do end up forgetting about your phone? I forget about my phone when I'm in my improv classes and we're just like in the moment I forget about my phone when I get into a flow state with work, like during certain tasks and stuff like that. But man, I cherish those moments of presence and being in a flow state and shit like that. Yes, sir. We love that. We love that. What else we got going on in here? Um, you know, do, do, do. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do at your lowest? What a great question. Such a deep question too. And an answer, a hard answer, right? Because that's a vulnerable answer. What do you do at your lowest? Is it healthy? Is it unhealthy coping that you turn to? Do you turn to booze, pornography, crack cocaine? (laughs) Sorry, I'm being dramatic. But uh, something I was thinking about a lot recently too is what do I do at my lowest? You know what I mean? Is it healthy? Do I just indulge? I'm trying to, this is one that's going to be relatable. Trying to, I do, I do way less of this. I don't really do it at all anymore, but I sometimes do. When I'm at my lowest and I feel fucking sad or anxious or just like, just for whatever fucking reason, I'm just in a shit mood. Like I just feel really down and low. You know, the fucking cell phone indulgement that happens where it's like you hop from TikTok to Instagram to Facebook to fucking social media rabbit holes And like, I don't know, I've caught myself being in those cell phone indulgements when I was at my lowest or having a low moment or whatever. And I was just like, fuck this. This is stupid. This isn't helping. And sometimes and most of the time it makes it worse. I was just like, I'm not, I'm going to fucking go for a walk or I'm going to call a friend or I'm going to, I'm going to go for a jog. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to do something physical, something human interactive, something better than just sitting there and and indulging in my phone, judging people like what's happening when you're consuming all this fucking media and shit. Most of it's not great. Sometimes I watch funny videos or watch YouTube videos that are 
meaningful and interesting. Like, and there's nothing wrong with entertainment. I'm just saying, be, be cautious of those indulgement. I don't know. I feel like it can be unhealthy sometimes. Whatever. But if that's what's good for you, again, I'm just talking about what works for me and like my thoughts on random shit. I will never tell you how to live your life or what you should and shouldn't do. I'm just throwing ideas out here. We're just fucking shooting the shit. Um, what else? Um, you know what? I want to wrap up right here. I think it's a good stopping point. 20 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 15. Uh, It's been a while. Uh, I've been busy looking for jobs, finding jobs, and with work in general. But uh, I love you all. I wish you all well. Good vibes. Clink's Coaster. Uh, We're pulling into the station. Go ahead and unbuckle that seatbelt. And we'll see you next time. Bumblebee Tuna. (laughs) See ya.